like spooky, wicked conspiracy history and stories? Do you like hearing stories that just make you question, is that true? Do you like to hear funny, sometimes true stories? Then sit down, turn up the volume, and listen to Matthew J. tell you some stories. All information on this podcast and the stories is all protected by fair use. This is episode two, Delmont, Pennsylvania, Treasure of Gold. It all happened between the years of 1837 and 1840. The story I was told in the early 1980s was there was a cave near the local roller skating rink in Delmont, Pennsylvania. In that cave was hidden treasure from an old stagecoach robbery that occurred in the late 1800s. In the early 1980s, the treasure was still not found, but now I ask, was it found? My name is Matthew J. I'm your host and storyteller. I was born in Western Pennsylvania in the Pittsburgh area. I love talking to people and getting their story about anything they find interesting. I'm a UNC graduate from 1999 with a history degree. I like kooky stories, cryptozoology, ghost stories, and all the conspiracy theories that keep me asking, is this true? So this is how the story goes. One that my sister and I heard when we were roller skating to 80s tunes on the weekends at the Rock Springs Roller Skating Rink in Delmont. In this small town of western Pennsylvania was the scene of multiple stagecoach robberies and some of the items stolen were more than passenger wallets and purses. One of the robberies was of a large sum of gold that was being shipped by a stagecoach to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That gold was never found and people stopped talking about it in the late 1980s and the story has not been brought up again. Why? Was the gold found? Did a defunct historical site locate and use the gold to improve the small town and keep the finding secret, or is it a treasure of gold just still lost folklore? That's today's story. All right, thanks for staying with me. So let's go to the Google machine and pull up some information, see what we can find about Delmont, Pennsylvania. In 1785, 300 acres of land is given to the name New Salem. 1812, the first post office was established in New Salem, and it was named Salem Crossroads at that point. Later, in 1812, a section of the 300 acres of land was turned into 48 lots, forming the village that we know as Delmont. The entire village was centered around a watering trough that is still connected to a big spring that has never gone dry. The water trough is still located in the center of town. Now it's no longer connected to the spring. The town at the time was a busy stagecoach stop, boasting at one time five stagecoach lines. It was a stop for travelers that were tired and hungry. They would visit the local inns and taverns throughout the town. On May 16, 1967, the residents changed the town's name to Delmont, Pennsylvania. As of today, the estimated population of Delmont is 2,525. So it is not a huge metropolis, and it's not really a huge town. It's more like a hamlet, a crossroads. That's where we are today. Well, with five stagecoach lines running from major towns and cities of western Pennsylvania, that would mean a lot of influential people and some with wealth would be traveling through Delmont. What happens if people started talking about a bank or government shipment of gold that would be coming through the stagecoach stop trying to get to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is 30 miles as the crow flies from Delmont. 
What happens if the person that heard this story was a struggling teacher from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and then turned to crime to get ahead in life? Well, let me introduce you to Abraham Anderson, a schoolmaster and teacher that was finding that teaching in Western Pennsylvania was not bringing in the money. Mr. Anderson lived in Greensburg, the county seat of Westmoreland County, and 10 miles away from Delmont. Between the years of 1837 and 1840, Mr. Anderson gave up teaching and turned to crime. He began to rob stagecoaches along the routes in and out of Delmont. He liked to hit the coaches that used the old Northern Pike that is now known as East Pittsburgh Street or Old William Penn Highway. That route had a steep incline and the stagecoaches had a hard time and they needed to slow down to get up it. This was the perfect spot and Mr. Anderson used that to his advantage. Also near this steep incline is 45 acres of woods and inside that forest is a cave. I'm not making this up. There is a cave they now call Anderson Cave. Why? Because Mr. Anderson would use that cave to hide his treasures. This is where the story I was told in the early 1980s became more interesting. Sometime in the 1840s, Mr. Anderson hit a stagecoat that had a large sum of gold being shipped into Pittsburgh. He takes the gold to the cave and buries it. Later, he is captured by local law enforcement, tried and sentenced to Western Penitentiary in Pittsburgh, but he never gives up the location of the cave or where he buried the gold. Then later, while in jail, Mr. Anderson attempts to commit suicide by drowning. How does anybody do this in an 1840 prison cell by himself? This does not kill him, but afterwards, he refuses to eat food and drink water, and he dies 50 days later. What? Does that make any sense? Maybe it was torture to find the gold. So now let's jump into the 1970s. And the Salem Crossroads Historical Restoration Society begins to work out and maintain the local history and restoring area of the area. Then in 1978, the town of Delmont is listed in the National Register of Historic Places. Later in 1980, the society purchased the Shields Farm, which is part of the land where Anderson's Cave is located. Shields Farm becomes the flag of Delmont, and it holds the annual Apple and Arts Festival, the Christmas and Salem Crossroads event, and the Delmont Athletic Association Baseball and Softball Leagues. So how does a historical restoration society in a community that is not that large all of a sudden start talking about making things better? The story of the hidden gold is no longer talked about. And the local news channels stopped telling the story, even every so often long days of summer news fillers. Why? The conspiracy is, did the historical society find the gold and use it to fund their projects? Not sure, but how does a community with a median income of 39700 and with a 6.9 of population living below the poverty line pull this off? Maybe just a stab in the dark or with a $288,000 purchase price a donor from Maryland, and funds from the PA Department of Community Affairs make this purchase all fall together. Per the documents and the legal trail, it looks like the most likely route. So then what happened to the gold? Is it still there? Why is no one looking for it? Was there even gold? So what do you think happened to Delmont? I don't know, but I love this story, and I still tell it today. I hope it gets you to listen more and just enjoy the stories and history that people have to tell. Please like my podcast, share my podcast, please email me anything about my podcast, suggested stories, or some of your own stories at s. w. c. history podcast at gmail.com. This podcast can be followed on Google Podcast, Spotify, 
Breaker, and Radio Public. I'd also like to give a shout-out to some of my listeners. RAC, GFC, SEC, Chris from Raleigh, and Elena. Again, thank you for keep listening for the next show, which will be about the Jetpack Man. Mm-hmm.